Welcome to Uncontained, episode 51. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, I have San Francisco-based recording artist, Rasteria, and she's currently on a recording and production tour in South America, and uh, if you listen to her music, which you'll get a chance to do before I kick off the show, um, you'll see how her multicultural background being American, Bolivian, and Dutch has uh, influence on her musical journey. She has been described as musically adventurous, performing in multiple languages and combining reggae, Latin grooves, and rock together. Her 2016 release, Aventurera, has gotten some great uh, recognition Aventurera has been charting on the CMJ New World Music Top 40, and as of February 2016, one of the tracks, titled once again featuring Raman Jamal, won the grand prize in the world category of the John Lennon Songwriting Contest. And before we kick off that interview, and right before we jump into this interview, I'm going to let you take a listen to that track of Aventurera. It's once again featuring rapper Raman Jamal right here on Uncontained. Once again, my friend, once again. 
How's it going today, Rasteria? Welcome to Uncontained. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's going great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. So you've been doing something very interesting. A lot of people just go to a studio to record an album, like one studio or do it at home or whatever, but you've taken a whole world approach to it. What, exa- <laughs> what exactly are you doing? I know you're in South America right now, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually in Cochabamba, Bolivia. <laughs> and um, so, well, basically, I'm just to, usually I take that approach too. I, I produce everything myself at home and then, you know, re-record things in, in a, you know, a local studio. I'm local to San Francisco. But um, this, this time around, I thought, well, I'm going to try a different approach. And uh, so basically since last June, I've been... In Europe, specifically in France, Switzerland, um, and in different uh, countries in Latin America, including Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, Cochabamba, Bolivia, and most recently uh, starting collaborations in uh, Colombia. And basically what I'm doing there is in each place I either have a link already through family or or friends, and um, I have established some sort of musical connection right at some point in the past and so what I do is I go I live for a month um, and I link with um, with groups musicians and um, you know engineers studios and bring ideas to the to the uh, table and we you know record and reversion songs of mine and I'm also participating in songs of of other artists too so we'll do like an exchange like for for example um with a group now here in bolivia called prana i'm going to add a verse to one of their songs and we're going to version one of my songs so um and basically this process has been going on for for quite quite a while now although it's never enough (laughs) i'm going to come back to the states in February and I will have been gone since June. So I, I think it's about eight months. Yeah um, And then you know once I'm back in the States, I'll re-record some stuff and finish mixing and 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 um, Get the mastering done and then uh, basically the idea is to produce enough material um, to create two stylistically distinct albums um, that will be released um, single by single this is a new idea of mine over a six month period um, starting in mid mid 2017. So like this year around June, I think I'll basically start week by week releasing singles. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's a, 
yeah, it's kind of a different approach, I guess. <laughs> and will you be releasing those just on like iTunes and Bandcamp and stuff like that? Or uh, how do you plan uh, on releasing those? Well, so they're different, of course, definitely through the, the internet. And then also, um, ha- depending where I'm at, having also release release parties, perhaps not every week. Um, but, but like at the end of a, a, a three month period, have an actual like mini tour, I would say in each place that I have collaborations in and actually perform, um, the songs. And so, yes, obviously iTunes and, and Spotify and, uh, you know, all the digital venues that exist in addition to, um, uh, releasing videos to a company, okay. um, so there will also be much more visuals involved because people tend to go for visuals more than audio these days. <laughs> so, um, yeah. um, it's the whole ADD thing. You need something to keep your mind occupied, not just audio, not just video. You need them both together and then something else right. going on too. Maybe reading a book, listening to music, watching a video or something. Right. The right. whole multitasking of America. Yeah. So, so um, how many producers slash artists do you think you will work with on this trip that you've been on or have you done so far maybe you can't guess how many you'll have with the rest of your trip but so far um basically let's see in argentina i've worked with um two bands two separate bands one's called kalimba reggae and the other one celeste las mil harillas one's a reggae band the other one's a folklore band and then with another producer, um, Matias Martin. So those are, oh, and then a totally other group that I created while I was there. I met some musicians who were playing on the street and we just made a group. So <laughs> that's four bands. Yeah, four bands in, in, in Argentina. Well, four bands slash musicians. Um, and then also in terms of um, working with studios there and engineers um, right now, too. So in total... Uh, let's see, just in Argentina alone, involve, involving around, you know, eight different, you know, um, entities, essentially. Um, and then here in Bolivia, I have, uh, I'm working with a local rap artist. His name is Eddie Flores. He's, um, you know, very young, just up and coming. And it'll be my first uh, collaboration really with a with a rap artist besides um, working with uh, Raman Jamal, who's who's out of California, who I've worked with on a couple of songs. But this this kid, I'm actually going to help produce him. So it's like my first artist in a sense, okay, besides cool. myself, you know, um, and then, you know, this band in La Paz and uh, um, uh, also a band that I've formed, you know, created here. So probably between three and four including, let's see, uh, let's say per country between four and eight <laughs> wow. different entities. So, so, the, so it's, so let's say how many countries all involved, uh, four or five countries. So yeah, it gives you kind of an order of magnitude. So <laughs> there'll guess. be like a lot of different uh, flavors on yeah. this album pretty much is what you're saying. Yeah. Tons. Yeah. And just even just in the San Francisco Bay area, a lot of uh, the people that I record with, they're from all over, all over the States as well as all over the world. So, um, it's, uh, you know, the San Francisco Bay is so rich. So it's like, even just that, you know, 
is is already a, a really big melting pot in itself for for the music um so yeah so to give you kind of an order <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, a lot of uh, influences. As I mentioned to you before, uh, it kind of reminds me of what the Foo Fighters did on their Sonic Highway CD. They went to different, at least cities across the United States. I'm not sure if it was anywhere else, but they um, recorded in different studios with different producers to get and got the feel of the city too, like Chicago. They got kind of a bluesy like sound for it. They recorded it in Nashville and had uh, a little bit of a little bit of a country sound. They talked to like it was like Zach Brown of the Zach Brown Band, who kind of did his own uh-huh. thing in the country music. I'm not a big country fan, but I guess I can respect individuality. Um, so it was kind of cool. They got different vibes from across the country in different cities for what their heritage was and made like a uh, show on HBO out of it, too. So it's uh, it was pretty cool to watch. I saw most of the cities, but Chicago, they had like Buddy Guy on there and just and talk some history about the music in that city as well. And now, right. um, yes, that's actually for me one of the biggest pieces of this is that in creating collaborations in these different places, you know, the music represents not only a really good piece of art, but a crossover of cultures. And then, you know, I release it here in the States and then you learn something from, oh, Colombia, you learn something from, you know, in terms of, you know, really sharing this universal language, you know, it is a universal language. This is only, I guess, going more in that direction, right? And, 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 you know, to, to introduce more cultural diversity into the music, um, in, adi- in addition to stylistic diversity, if I can kind of make that distinction. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So have you learned, I, I've seen that you play guitar in some videos. Uh, have you learned to play any other instruments that are like unique to the countries that you've been in? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I guess I would actually call myself more of a, I'm more of a producer, so I actually have, I dabble in quite a few different instruments, okay. mostly st- string instruments, but I'm by no means a virtuous in anything, but um, I'm mostly, you know, a composer, producer, and I also have, you know, engineering, taught myself how to record and, and you know, do some mixes, uh, you know, for the purposes of, of presenting them to to people, but in terms of like other instruments that are very typical, um, I, I I have a taste of the cuatro, which is a Venezuelan four-stringed uh, instrument that is similar to a ukulele, but it's it's tuned differently. It's a A D F sharp B. It's it's very beautiful, beautiful sounding instrument, and that actually that sound I I use quite a bit for composing because. When you play that instrument, the harm, the harmonies that come out of it are, dra- you know, they they change. They give a totally different palette, as opposed to say a guitar. Okay. Um, so so that sound actually permeates quite a few of my songs because I use it as my main um, harmonizing instrument. So. Okay. Cool. <laughs> And I, I like how you sing, or I like how you sang uh, the the string uh, tunings to me instead of just saying like A B F sharp B. You you sang it, so you get get a feeling for what for what it sounds like. I appreciate yeah. that. 
<laughs> so it's just it's something that sticks in my head, you know. It's like da 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 da. It's just so pretty, you know. Um, so I think actually the open, it, just playing it open, I think it's a B minor seven chord. Okay. So it's already, you know, it's like you don't even have to do anything for it to sound beautiful. <laughs> you just play it, you tune it and play it open chord, you know, so. There you go, there you go. So when you're in, you mentioned earlier that you were, uh, you recorded with a rapper out of the Bay Area before, correct? Uh, yeah. Raman Jamal, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. now you've received a pretty distinct honor with him. Uh, you won, uh, it involved John Lennon, uh, songwriting contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We won this year. Yeah, sure. This year, um, we got the grand prize in the world category for the John in the John Lennon songwriting contest, which is the biggest, I guess, uh, contest that I've won in my life. And it's a pretty big deal. Um, it's, we won a bunch of you know, a bunch of equipment, but there are a few steps in the, in the contest. Um, so you, there's grand prize in, in, in each category. So there are 12 categories, one of which is the world category, and they give uh, a grand prize to two people per year. Um, and then, um, those two people then go in a head to head, uh, battle, um, with basically public voting, online voting for a month. Um, and for a month, uh, our uh, supporters can vote uh, once a day, <laughs> and then whoever gets the most support gets what's called a Lenin Award in that um, in that category. We get some more prizes, and then we're up. Then it goes back to the judges, and they have some really renowned people on the panel um, t- to then pick a song of the year. Um, and this song of the year, then you get a really nice chunk of change to then be able to invest in your in your career which which is awesome but it's also a just a how to say a recognition of your talent as a songwriter you know it's like you've but so specifically for us we won in september and uh, the first in the first session in world category they're going to pick another one in the world category um coming up in uh march and then i believe april this year of 2017 is when we're calling out people to um um to 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 help us win and actually i didn't even say what what the name of the song is it's called once again and um it's all it's on the last album that i released which is called aventurera adventure i released it in in march uh, of last year and it's all over you can find it it's on the internet um once again uh on the aventurera album and if you're looking to listen to it if you use soundcloud it's on soundcloud um it's also in any uh, you know, internet, um, distributor, uh, it's available all over the place. So like iTunes, um, Spotify, everything like yeah. that. I don't even have Every- to ask, ask you questions. You just go, you answer them for me. I was like, going to be like, okay, what was the name of the song? What was the name of the album? You're like, just throw it all out there. You make my job really easy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, sometimes I think I monologue a bit, but Oh, well. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. I appreciate it. I'd rather have somebody talk a lot than give one-word answers. So, um, like, yeah, it was great. Next question. So, your CD, Aventura, am I saying that correct? Aventurera. Aventurera. All right. My Spanish, my Spanish isn't that good. I know how to say a couple things. Like, I worked in a restaurant, some of them not good. I also know how to say uh, really fucking hot skillet, my friend. 
So, <laughs> like, mucho pinche caliente es caliente, mi amigo. <laughs> <laughs> the things you learn that you don't necessarily use everyday life, you know? Right, but, right. Or though um, some people probably do, but... Yeah, yeah, I I did for a little bit because we worked. I worked in a grill your own steak restaurant. We had skillets we had on the grill and had to bring them back and didn't want guys in the back to burn their hands and they didn't speak very good English. So <laughs> it was like you can't say hot skillet and then have them touch it. You gotta you gotta gotta learn how to talk to them. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> right. So hey, so that's useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm all for though learning Spanish. I think that if you were to try, you'd probably find it fairly easy, especially in the states where like so many people speak Spanish. So yeah. it's a beautiful language too. <laughs> I, I understand bits and pieces of it. Like uh, when I'm listening to a conversation, I can understand some key words. But as far as like speaking fluently and like the other nine out of ten words, I don't necessarily understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> I, I pick up little things here and there. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, in terms of people speaking other languages, I, I feel like it's fundamental for our human learning, especially in today's world, to, to, to have a basis in another language. Because it's not only that you can say something in using different words. It's an actual, when you speak another language, you take on a piece of that culture. So it's a, it's a, it's crazy because cuando hablo español, you know, when I speak Spanish, ou quand je parle français, it's like I take on a different person, persona of myself. It's, it's really, it's an interesting, and in, in, in doing that, it's like this, it's a music, you know, um, and uh, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> and like, do you but, speak, like how many languages do you speak? That's kind of. three. I just speak for, I speak Spanish and French and only English. three, only three. That's you know, not many. <laughs> no, I, I want, I want, I want to speak. Uh, let's see, the other ones on my list are Portuguese and Dutch. Okay. <laughs> Those are the next ones to learn. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. And when when I like try to speak, I like to do try to do the actual and the pronunciation and enunciation. Like uh, like when I when I do speak what little Spanish I know. I like to try to do it with the proper accent, but you know, right. I like, I like to do voices and accents anyway, just speaking in English. <laughs> I like to do other accents like get over here. What are you doing? Type thing, <laughs> you know, uh, like the, uh, the other from Germany. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I guess I kind of, when I do learn a word, I try to say it with the right inflection, but I don't know that many words. So <laughs> <laughs> But all right, your your uh, CD. Let's see if I can get this right. Aventura, right? I'm, uh, I missed a syllable. Aventurera. Aventurera. Exactly. Yeah. All right, got to roll the R. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it has been in the World Music Top Forty. Is that correct? Yeah. In in the College Music Journal. Um, uh, so in college radio, essentially, like independent college radio. Yeah, it's been it's gotten some really good um, uh, play. So it's pretty big deal for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely. It's gotten some recognition and also been playing in some places in Europe, too. I believe um, we, we got some good publicity in 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 terms of just feedback um, uh, in Europe, as well as uh, from different uh reviewers in the states so um 
And as an independent musician, I have to say it's just it's a big accomplishment for me. This is number five now, and it's by far gotten the best in terms of, you know, rotation and as well as um, feedback. So, oh, good, good. <laughs> uh, it's all it's it's good to build up to that peak, then hit that peak early and be like, I can never touch that again. <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. Top forty, even college play college radio stations help get a lot of things started you know because corporate radio stations a lot of times don't grab onto something until it's already being pushed by a record label or whatever i know because right. i worked in a corporate radio station before so yeah. and i couldn't play what i wanted to so right. uh <laughs> so yeah like college radio station is where i always suggested people to start out right yeah 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 no definitely no, definitely for for and also the thing is, uh, you know, there's just so much freedom in terms of what you can play. So for me, who has I have so many different styles, um, it's really the best venue right now. You know, um, and not to say that I I don't want to be you know played on on commercial radio because I do, um, because I you know I think I can actually make really good pop music, um, um, which I'm going to be releasing some quote unquote pop music on this, th these next albums. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> okay. I hope to get some more play on, yeah, break into that call the commercial quote unquote arena. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So you guy, you know, I, I wish you much luck on that. And uh, <laughs> like taking a step backwards, though, like who were some of your influences? You since you do have a very uh, diverse style of music, who were some of your influences that got you into music? Well, I mean, kind of really some of the basic, really well known from classical music to you know, uh, so let's say from Mozart. To the Beatles, to Bob Marley, and then going beyond that, um, like in in terms of the the reggae influences, because my music has you know a very strong not all of it, but um, uh, feeling of reggae in terms of the bass and the rhythm um, of uh, of the songs that I write. Um, I really enjoy the Abyssinians, uh, very well known roots. Roots reggae band, and um, also the producer Lee Scratch Perry, and then even before then the Rocksteady era, Desmond Decker. So that's where that that feel, that Caribbean feel, comes from. And then in terms of the Latin, I mean, I'm Bolivian, so I've been hearing South American folk music ever since I before I was born. I mean, my parents actually met at a party where they were playing South American music. My mother didn't speak my father's language. My father didn't speak my mother's language, but they both. Wow music <laughs> so then they met that way and then you know they my father totally pursued my mom and and you know convinced her to come and give him a chance you know <laughs> and um all really over music though because he actually even wrote her a song and the other day when i was at my mom's house i actually found the song that he had written for her the the, the sheet music i don't know what music went with it but the 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 lyric of it. My mom's like, here, this is the song that your dad wrote for me that won me over. It's pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> um, so I, I'd say between those and then in terms of also, I really enjoy like kind of grunge alternative rock from, you know, from the 90s. So like Alice in Chains and Nirvana and, um, 
you know, that, the, that era of, of, of music actually also really influenced me. Um, all right. And just in general, folk music in general from countries all over the world, you know, folk, I mean, world like ethnic music. Um, it's I'm really bad with names. So I, I have, right. a, yeah, I have a selective memory for lyrics, melodies. And, you know, I can know a song but not know the composer. So anyhow, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of that way with albums. Like a lot of people, like I know a lot of artists, a lot of songs, but somebody will be like, "Hey, what uh, what album was that uh, song on?" Like uh, you mentioned, uh, Alice in Chains. I'm like, they'd be like, "Oh, what uh, what album was uh, I guess Rooster on?" I'd be like, "Um, uh, like I know I know the song. I can't tell you what album it was on. I could." Tell, I can tell you a few of them, but you know the albums right. aren't necessarily my strongest point. Alice in Chains is actually one of my favorite bands from the grunge era, even though I can't really consider them grunge. Right, their harmonies are just so I don't know. It's really their yeah, yeah. I don't know how to. Cl- they're also they're one of those bands that 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 has a, a style that you can't. You know, they came out of that era, but then they have their own sound. You know, yeah. the, which is these harmonies, these weird, beautiful harmonies. It's like and then these crazy bass lines, you and know, dark, like, beautiful and dark, dark you know, yes, beautiful and dark. Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever yeah. seen them live? No, no, I didn't I get to see them with Lane, but I did get to see them with their new singer. Okay. Uh, William Duvall, I believe his name is uh, just like the actor's name. He actually does a really good job of capturing, like, Lane's essence. Like, first time I saw them, I didn't know anything about their new singer. I didn't know what he looked like or anything. And came out on stage. It's uh, He was a black guy with, like, I think he had, like, a small afro at the time uh, when he came out on stage. I'm like, this will be interesting. And then he started singing. I was like, holy shit, if I close my eyes, I could actually almost be Lane Staley up there. So it was like, okay, I'm impressed. I've seen him like twice now with their new singer. I do still wish I could have seen him with Lane, but, you know, you can't do that now. right. (laughs) Right, obviously. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show that, like, you can never tell what somebody's going to sound like, you know? Um, I mean, music is crosses everything. Um, mm-hmm. so doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter what color you are, you know, um, you, what counts is, is the beauty of, of the music. But, um, you know, in, in terms of what, what I do as music, it's, it's such a cross of, of cultures that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to define, you know? I can understand that. Yeah, out of all the music styles that you play, what would be like, say, the one you identify yourself with the most, if you can do that? It's there. It's impossible for me to to answer that question. <laughs> um, I. It's just because I I write original music. It's every song is 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 a little entity of its own and and when i play that song live it, it, i go into that world you know and if if that song has come to life it's because you know it's i don't know it's gotten to a certain development where 
Oh, how to explain it? It's, uh, it has, I cannot compare one to the other. They're all okay. so distinct. It's like having different babies. You know, it's like you, if you have one child and another child, how can you say which one's your favorite child? You know, you can't. <laughs> No, you can't. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's like it, it has no, you know, it has no, there's no valoration to it, valuation to it. It's, it's just a quality, you know? Okay. All right. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I know it's hard to put words to kind of how you feel. You know, it, it's for, for me though, intensity in general and dynamics, if I can speak to that, like, you know, when this, the more intense and dynamic a song is, the more I, I can put myself in it, you know, to relive it. So the more I love it, I guess, does that, okay. does that make sense? That makes, com- uh-huh. that makes complete sense. Cause the more intense it is, I'm guessing the more you pour yourself into it and the more, you know, you can personally relate to that song that you are creating. Right. All right, perfect. Right. Uh, do you, when you yeah, are writing, no. do you like set out to uh, like I'm going to write a reggae song, I'm re- going to write a rock song? Do you go in with that mind, or do you start writing and then this is turning into this type of song? Um, it depends. <laughs> um, it depends what I start with. You know, like. For example, if something has more of a reggae feel to it, it's probably because I started with a skank harmonic guitar part. So, like, and so then what happens is I'll build the song around that, um, lay a bass line to that, you know, a simple drum track, a bass line, vocals, and it'll tend to have a quote unquote reggae feel, but all because I think that it's woven around that, um, that rhythm, you know, as well as the bass line taking on a very, um, principal instrument, um, piece, because that's, what's very typical also of, of reggae music is that, you know, the bass is not just something that's filling this space that, that takes on the root notes, you know, it has, it's, it's an, it's a lead instrument and it drives it. It's the, it's the heart. You know, it's, it, um, so it depends, <laughs> but okay. then, you know, I've actually been experimenting, you know, because I, as a songwriter, you know, people say, oh, you know, what do you do if you're not inspired? You know, I'm like, well, actually I figured out a way that I don't necessarily need to be inspired. I actually just create the space and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write something today. And maybe I don't feel like writing a guitar harmony structure or even lyric for that matter. Like one song that once again song I was like you know what I'm gonna start with the drum track I'm gonna try to mix an afrobeat with heavy metal you know okay and so I yeah it was it was strange so it didn't end up at all that way but what I did is I took two I had a I work with samples with drums because while I can play a very very basic beat I'm not I can't play drums that okay. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I have a good feel for drums and I I know what uh, in terms of the, the, the elements, you know, um, and I usually start with, you know, just very sort of kick, snare, and hi-hat, and then you create patterns based on that. So what I did is I took samples from each of these distinct styles, uh, made it that they fit to the same BPM, and then just made a structure out of it. I said, okay, 16 of this, 8 of this, 16 of this, 16 of this, right, and just in term, and then 
was like, okay. When I was happy with my drum track, I laid a guitar. And I was like, no, a guitar doesn't work. And then I laid cuatro, the little Venezuelan instrument. Oh, yes. this works. And then I just kept on layering. Um, and so it's, and then what ended up happening is once I'd layered everything, I took out the drum track and had a live drummer track to the already finished track, which, which is the opposite of what you typically do. And I've actually been finding that, that, um, it just opens up a different, um, space for the drummer themselves because they can actually like paint to the music rather than being like, okay, I'm stuck to this rhythm. I have to do it like this. You know, it's like, yeah. well, you pull out the drum and you listen to what the music is doing. And then the drums can do whatever they want around that music. Right. So it leaves the drummer a bit more. Um, I feel like they become more artistic. They can do what they want. So yeah, I could see it giving them some freedom and also like, instead of going in with the blank canvas, giving them also like a blueprint to go with too. You know, right. So like when you're going in with a blank canvas drumming, you're just laying down like, OK, this is this. I got to lay the lay. You're laying the blueprint for the rest of the band or group to come in and record over. But switching up the ways, you know, if you're not inspired, instead of trying to barge through the front door, go around to the side door. See if you can get in that way and get inspiration that way. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I feel like it's there's so many ways to, to, to go, to go about writing something. And yeah, you can say, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to write a rock song today. I want to write a ballad in six, eight, you know? So it's like, okay, so what do you start with? What would I start with? If I wanted to, I'd, I'd start with like an arpeggio guitar, you know, like, da, 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 okay. right. Basically. And then, you know, it's like, it, it's, it, it but I, I very rarely would do it. I either write around a theme. I usually write around a theme, but then if I'm missing, you know, inspiration for a theme, then it's like, okay, yeah, I've never done this style before. Why don't I try to do that style? And then of course it never ends up being that style. It just comes <laughs> out as something new, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. So you are currently looking for more people to can collaborate with, correct? Do you, you mentioned you want to do like an open call to perform with people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be to perform with actually would be wonderful. I'm actually looking for opening for bands all over the States as well as in Europe. If anybody, um, I, I think that that's the best way to, 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 to perform is to be able to open for, for people. I'm definitely would. So if, if, uh, anybody out there is, looking for a band to join them on tour well we're we're there um but um but beyond the the actual performance uh piece uh definitely recording i'm looking to to collaborate either virtually or if we can meet in person and collaborate and record together great a lot can be done through the internet but i'm also looking you know it's i'm pretty open to to what this quote-unquote collaboration would would be but Basically, um, you know, if you hear a song, it's like, oh, I would like to remix that song. I could give you the stems to remix, you know, or I like that song. Let's let's reversion it in this style or that style. And I actually would like to cover any style that exists. So, okay. so, you know, like yeah. death metal so, next. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, why, I mean, you know, I. I if if there is actually actually a couple of my songs that could enter 
into more the heavy metal realm, but probably, I don't know, death metal. I don't know. I, I don't I think don't you know. quite have the voice for death metal, but... No, uh... I wouldn't do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be somebody else's part, probably. But yeah, you could, could play the guitar to it. You might not want the quattro. Yeah, well, I could do some ethereal, like, like crazy little harmonies, you know, like for that kind of thing but <laughs> but yeah i have listened to uh, some of your tracks on soundcloud and uh, i did uh, hear some with a definite rock aspect to them and uh like um there's bands like hailstorm uh that i can't well i can't believe i can't think of other ones uh flyleaf and stuff like that that we played when we were when i was working at the radio station um, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, that it kind of reminded me of with the metal uh, or rock guitar and the melodic singing voice. Uh-huh. Cool. So it was, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And then <laughs> I saw in your uh, bio on the website that you're like influenced by No Doubt or described as a fusion of No Doubt and uh, Bamba Estero. I had to Google Bamba Estero, but... <laughs> <laughs> Bomba yeah. <laughs> Stereo. It's uh, actually, and the thing is, I people, you know, just kind of throw names out there, but then, you know, I'm like, okay, so what do I sound like? And it, it's, it's hard to, so you just, I just picked like two very contrasting ones, and I'm like, okay, these are very contrasting. People have said I sound like these, so it's like, okay, this one crossed with this one, you know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right, great, great. So. <laughs> um, so what advice would you have for somebody looking to get started out in uh, the music industry, whether it's producing, recording, or whatever? It sounds like you have a lot of advice and experience to give. What would be your thing to get somebody off the couch or take that next step into right. their their career as a musician or producer? Right. I mean, I guess that you have to identify what you are first, though. Like, what is your primary thing? Are you a songwriter? Are you an interpreter? Are you, you know, a, more of an instrumentalist or a vocalist? I, I that that actually for me, like I I've decided I've, you know, I am a composer producer above being um, a singer, you know, like as I OK, I'm a singer. I can sing, you know. But in terms of where I feel like my forte is, is, is actually in composition and then hone that skill, you know, um, in terms of for, for me, what that what that entails is every day or as often as I can um, creating something. So so because I'm focused on composition, so it, it's like and that creating something you don't have to say I'm going to write a song a day day or the although sometimes I do say for a month I put myself in the production mode where I'm like, okay, every day I'm going to write a song, right? But but that's, you know, obviously when you have eight hours, 10 hours a day to dedicate to writing a whole entire song, you know? But but sometimes they just come out in 15 minutes too. I mean, no problem. But but take home for me in terms of if you're, if you're a composer of any sort is to just keep the creative process going as often as you can daily, ideally, you know, and it might just be writing a little bit in your diary every day, you know, like, which could then be good used for lyric or maybe recording something on your phone, just keeping something going in terms of the creative 
process, you know, because, you know, we all have, I mean, life is life, you know, I've, I've also, right now, I'm, I, I, I'm able to dedicate most of my, my life um, to, to doing what I'm doing, because I've, you know, I have also, and I still do work, but work other jobs to give money, give you money to live, right? So yeah. sometimes it's like, oh gosh, I'm drained. You get home and it's like, what do you want to do? I just want to eat and, 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 and go to bed or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, no, why don't you, you know, just take that 10 minutes, you know, light a candle, I don't know, or sit out on the porch and inhale the the air outside and just take it in and then just try to write something, you know? But I guess that's, that's from a composer perspective you know um now in terms of other disciplines it's like the same thing it's like if you're a guitar player play a little something every day if you're a singer it vocalize like do some do a few exercises or pick a song that you sing you know even if it's just in your your bathroom you know even just making that conscious decision i'm gonna sing every single day you know so I think that that's like the first the first thing is uh, first and second thing is like identifying okay what 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 am I or maybe you're multiple things you know um, so and just having making a ritual out of it you know um, yeah. and then you'll realize like it just opens up channels you know it's like it just things start flowing out of you that you never knew existed you know because you stop judging yourself because you you get into this ritual, you know. So anyway. <laughs> so basically figure out what exactly you are, what area you want to pursue, and then create something every day. It doesn't have to be a complete project, but complete something or do what you're like singing or like playing guitar. Just do that a little bit every day to keep the creative juices flowing. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, and it's, it's not even figuring out exactly because there's nothing exact. It's just creating that space for yourself to, to, to dedicate to whatever art is art that you, you know, believe to be um, your calling in a sense, you know, like it's just it's creating that time, making that time because we all none of us have time for anything. We make it right. We, we yeah. take the time. And, and 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 so and it really it doesn't take that much. You know, it's and then it's like, you know, it's more of a psychological thing. It's like, OK, OK, OK. That's why I say start with like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's like it's like doing like yoga. You know, it's like, OK, oh God, I don't want to do yoga. Just do 10, 15 minutes. You'll realize, oh, then you're going to be doing a half an hour and an hour and an, an hour and a half, you know, <laughs> like because you'll want to. It's like this necessity that becomes. Yeah. So. That, 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 that would be the first thing is like the very first step is just create that little space for yourself. You know, get beyond the thought of, oh, when am I going to do this? Beyond the guilt of not doing it, you know, because I know that it's like people's <laughs> like the more time goes by, you know, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do. It. Oh, no, no, it's been. Oh, I, I made that New Year's resolution. Oh, my God, it's already the, the 14th. It's been two weeks. I haven't done it. I'm lost. You know, it's like, nah, you know. And we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you want somebody who comes and sees you play or listens to uh, one of your tracks, what do you want them to take away and remember about that song or performance? Well, again, I think it depends. It depends what you like. It depends what track. But ideally, the way that I want, I want to be able to make music that people can make their own. You know, so, so take a song and it, 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 it becomes 
I don't want to sound cheesy, but a soundtrack for something for them, you know, for, you know, uh, you know, it's that piece of energy, then they're able to appropriate and use for themselves, you know, so live performance is very different from a recording, you know, for me, a recording, I I focus a lot on production. So, um, like it's always very there are a lot of layering in my music and so it's like you you can go into a world you listen to it in headphones and there are all these different things that come out if you listen to it over and over again you always hear something else you know okay so but the thing is is i guess in make in doing so many styles i'm also trying to reach out to as many you know you know that's that comes out that way for me too but then i know that it's more that also the people who are listening to it, you know, maybe someone can really relate to one. And I guess that's, that's, that's what I, I, I want people to be able to relate to, to the music and, and make it their own. So, so like, not even think that it's my, it's not even my song. I don't even think that when I'm writing a song, it's mine. Like, I feel like I've channeled energy from different, um, uh, souls you know that are out there you know in creating this this piece this unique combination of 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 energies right and and so then i'm just i'm just able to channel that and so hopefully that that song that little body of energy somebody else can take it and appropriate it you know um live is different live is different every time you play a song you know and so then there's more of a personal aspect when I when I do something live. So yes, I it's like live. I I really do want to emit the energy that I have, uh, that I'm able to give directly to 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 people. So I I would like for people to feel as I feel after a show, which is like exhilarated. You know, I'm like high. You know, it's it's a, a beautiful beautiful feeling because you've just you've just emitted so much positive energy and received a lot of energy in return, you know, from, from people. So it's, you know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's no, I got you. I got you. Like you want to exchange the energy with the crowd and leave, both leave feeling exhilarated and possibly even like you spent a lot of energy too on something like I know getting off stage I've done stand-up comedy I felt like I'm like exhilarated and a high for that last for a while after you get off stage you want that to continue on with the crowd correct yeah definitely I want I want I want people to, to 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 leave and be awestruck you know what I mean like holy shit what just happened you know um just be filled with so much you know music musical energy that 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 they can just carry into whatever you know whatever next step they are you know taking in their day or in their you know their evening cool so you want them to just carry that concert with them and (laughs) not be able to get that song out of their head going through the next week uh well i I don't know about that (laughs) That that would be kind of annoying, I think. If, no, no, not not like not in a bad song. way, not in a bad way, but like, oh yeah, dude, that concert was awesome, and just like kind of bobbing yeah. their head to it as like reliving yeah. the show as it goes on. Not not that earworm where you're like singing like three words of the same song <laughs> over and over again in your head. That's annoying, but that's not what I'm talking about with what you have going on. Like I've gone to concerts where it's like having just carry the vibe of the concert not necessarily just one song but carry the vibe of the concert with you for a while 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, basically, that, exactly, yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> exactly. what, do, what do you do to promote yourself? Well, I mean, you know, kind of the same things that most independent artists do in terms of using the internet as much as possible. Um, but in addition to just using those tools, I think that these in-person experiences are very important. And in turn, what I mean by in-person is like you go to a new place, okay, you're out of, you're by nature going to interact with other people that you've never met before, right? So it's like, and of course, me being a musician, I always have something on me that's going to demarcate me as a musician. Maybe I'm carrying a guitar with me um, or some something, you know, something that, that music always tends to come up, you know. So then I use that as an excuse <laughs> to be like, oh, hey, here's my uh, you want to look it up? You know, here's here's my music, you know. And then um, also a lot of times like. I feel like nowadays a lot of people in public spaces especially tend to be very closed off because you're looking at your phone. So I've, I've made a, a rule for, for myself, which I don't follow all the time, but, you know, for the most part, um, I don't look at my phone in a public place. You know, I, I, I have my eyes up and I'm looking around and observing and, and you know, leaving that opportunity open to, 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 meet, to meet that other, that person, that, 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 you know, who knows, that might be your next drummer, I don't know, or, or that might be the, 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 the next singer you're going to collaborate, or, it, it, or a really good friend, or someone who's going to really appreciate the music, or just someone you're going to learn a lot from for X, Y, Z reason, someone you might be able to help, or they might be able to help you, you know, etc. You know, so I leave that space open in public spaces and i'm not like overly like oh hello blah blah no but if the opportunity presents itself to talk to somebody i'm not afraid to talk to them you know i will initiate yeah. the conversation and i if i see somebody is like say i'm in my home hometown you know and i'm riding the bart let's say and i see somebody's from out of town and they're like looking at the map kind of like scratching their head like and i'll ask them you know i'll be like hey you, you know, you need help or whatever, you know, and so that, that additional interaction with people, then not, I don't always talk about my music, it's not always on my head, oh, I have to promote my music, but just by virtue of being open to people in general, music will come up, and so I'm able to promote my music um, at the same time. Um, I guess I feel like we're losing a lot of human interaction in the public arena because of technology. And so it's this double-edged sword of using technology and, you know, losing, you know, this, 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 this human interaction in, in, in public spaces that, um, I totally yeah. agree with you on that. So, uh, been on, so I've been on the BART multiple times too, <laughs> and just have people just see everybody staring into their phone or like reading something, not communicating with the world around them. You know, right. like the the Facebooks and everything are great for connecting with friends that aren't near us and stuff. But it sucks exactly. for like people who are right next to us, people we could meet. But yeah, you know, and so, that's the way I it mean, is today, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like a very kind of simple, concrete, additional little strategy as an independent musician, not to close yourself off to 
to the world, you know, getting stuck in too much in technology and using technology too much like the internet to promote yourself. I feel like, uh, we maybe rely too heavily on that. Um, and not enough on the, the, the actual real world connection with people. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, other strategies that I'm sure most, most musicians are already aware of in terms of jumping on the stage whenever you possibly can, you know, um, wherever you are, you know, like I, another quote unquote rule that I have for myself is that if somebody offers me an opportunity to perform and I can do it, meaning, you know, I have the time for it, even it might be very, very last minute, even I might not know what sound they might have or whatever, but they only want me to perform a couple of songs. Like, why not? You know, and, and, and I, 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 you know, I, I do it. I have to do it. It's like, it's a must. <laughs> so, so anyhow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The more exposure you get, the better. And if you, and you never know if you turned out one of those uh, opportunities to perform, you never know who will be there, you know, that missed out on your performance that could have got you another performance or something like right. that, or became your yeah. next biggest fan or, right. you know, yeah. all that good stuff. So I have one more question left for you. It's my title question to the show. Rosteria, how do you live uncontained? Gosh, uncontained. I feel like almost that's sort of a little bit of the definition of the way I live. I mean, um, uncontained. So I know basically without limits, right? Without the limitations of um, that we impose on ourselves by living in a, in a society, right? Exactly, um, yes. The thing is you have to live somewhat within those because most people do. So you want to relate with people, right? So I feel like it's this fine balance because, you know, of being able to um, live in a society where the majority of people, you know, live within these, these boundaries and live beyond those boundaries and making the connection between those two worlds in a sense, you know? Um, so, I mean, I guess con concretely for myself, uh, uh, how to, how to do this? I mean, what we were talking about before in terms of, um, not looking at your cell phone. <laughs> okay. That's one, one way. Um, also in, in terms of, um, it's, it's, gosh, it's such a big question. It is a big um, question, but here, look at it this way. Like, not necessarily living completely separate from society, but what is it that you do that, uh, you know, stands out from society? If you were completely, completely uncontained, you'd possibly be a psychopath or something like that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what is it that makes you... Uh, you, what makes you, uh, different from, or goes against society saying you have to work that nine to five, you won't right. make it as a musician or something. What, what is it in you that right. makes you keep that going? Well, first of all, I kind of feel like money is an illusion. Okay. I mean, I have to say that I have to admit that what I'm doing right now in my life is very much. I don't want to say financially irresponsible, but a little bit so that would be because, okay, let's see, we live in the United States. 
I have access to credit. I'm using as much credit as I can all the while, you know, keeping up. But in my head, money is a big illusion. Um, the dollar, what does the dollar represent? You know, it, 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 it represents a huge debt. And yet all over the world, it's considered this gold standard, although it's backed by what is it backed by? Nothing you know? anymore. So <laughs> nothing, nothing. So that's why I'm like, you know, it's like I tell people sort of yeah, share with a few individuals, you know, how I'm actually able to keep going what I'm doing right now. They're like, um, really? Uh, aren't you afraid of this, that or that? I'm like, you know what? I'm one. Th- I'm alive. I have a roof over my head. I have in terms of safety net. A huge safety net. What I mean by safety net, I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about community. You know, as long as you have a community, you have a friends, family. You know that 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 support you, and you're healthy. You know, um, you know you can do. You you have to feel empowered to to do everything you can possibly imagine to do. You know, in my case, I don't have any kids. All I have is my myself to take care of, right? And obviously, you know, I have to be responsible for, you know, I have a few other responsibilities, but for the most part, I'm I'm it's pretty sweet to 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 live this way, you know? And I don't accumulate a lot of things either, you know? So because my priority is music. So in a sense, it's like because I'm prioritizing music, then a lot of the other things uh, in terms of say uh, material possessions, you know, I, I I'm not attached to those. I don't accumulate them, so that's a weight that you can let go, right? Okay. But then also, you know, um, as I was saying, in terms of taking the risk financially, taking out that loan and being like, okay, I don't know exactly how I'm going to pay this off, but I'm going to take out a 20 year loan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and. And hey, you know, and see what happens. Because anyway, no matter what, these resources that I'm using, I am generating, I am generating uh, energy that, you know, through, for example, you know, I take out, let's say for me in my, my, my case, you know, take out a loan. I am hiring musicians. I'm hiring studios. I'm, you know, it reinvesting in helping people uh, also redistribute this 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 resource this energy you know which it's like money okay money it's an energy right it's an energy exchange so i'm i'm i don't really save very much i'm not saying that that's the best um strategy for everybody but i know in my case i'm basically investing everything that i can without compromising um my my health or um you know the 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 basics that i need to survive you know um but i live i i live very simply you know when i'm on when i'm when i'm touring around like i have been i i stay with people that i know um i don't go out to eat you know i always cook you know things (laughs) like that these little things that offset the very big costs which are what plane tickets studio fees basically in my case right now um so uh, it's hard to it's also trying to break away from you know that mm, constant need uh mentality i feel like we live in a society where we always feel like we're lacking something rather flip that and it's like i live in a world of abundance you know and i actually do we all do just by virtue of us being alive we're we're emitting energy 
you know, we're not dead, so we're alive, right? So, yeah. you know, um, that's that mindset, changing that mindset from lacking to abundance, right? Um, okay. I guess. <laughs> I think that, I think that uh, that's a good way to li- live uncontained, uh, changing the mindset of yeah. I need something to, I have something already, and using that to go after your passion of music, yeah. And obviously I, you know, knowing that you do have a backup plan too, you know, like being confident that, okay, if this doesn't work out, you know what, I can go, I can find a job, no problem, you know, but I, I'm still going to take this risk for however long I can take this risk, Yeah, you know? So it's like, um, quote unquote risk, you know? Um, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the risk, the risk is worth taking sometimes, you know, or like when you are passionate about it, you got to be willing to take that risk in yeah. order to succeed. If you don't, chances are it, it's just becomes a hobby. Right. Which, you know, for some people it might, that might be the best choice, you know, because yeah. you can still enjoy it. But it, it's true that you, there can't be any doubt in your head that you want to do this before you you launch yourself you know uh into this you know this flight um you know um you know it took me a while to to realize to to get rid of all those doubts i had to try a lot of different things I, i always had music you know as a primary thing in my life but but then you know i'm like you know what i'm never ever going to make it you know quote on you know quote on keep on saying quote unquote but you know it's it, I'm never going to make make it. Um, it's a generalization unless I put, I, I want to invest myself. I want to give myself one opportunity in my life to invest myself as much as I can. Yes. You know? Um, so yeah, that's really what you got. You don't want to live with regrets. Um, exactly. Exactly. I want to thank you for coming on uncontained today, taking the time out of your crazy production schedule to do so. All right. And uh, before I have you uh, sign off the show, which I have all my guests do, uh, is there a place where people can find you, find your music, uh, see, find music videos that you've created, and also uh, vote for you for the John Lennon Songwriter Contest? Yeah. Um, well, basically my website razsteria.com that's r-a-z-t-e-r-i-a.com i'm self-managed so um there's contact information there if you want to get indirect contact with me probably the best place to listen to music uh, is on soundcloud where i have most most of my music up there there's live as well as the studio and it's under the same name razsteria r-a-z-t-e-r-i-a youtube is under my actual name renee Asteria, um, where you'll find mostly live videos. I have one, uh, actually two music videos out. One which I just released. It's called Change. Um, that was released uh, just a few months ago. Um, and uh, yeah, so and of course I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all of those, Twitter and all of those places too. Uh, and know that any way, any of those venues, you get direct contact with me so 
there's no middle person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Th once again, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy recording schedule. And would you do me the honor of signing off the show today? Okay. Um, so thank you so much, Aaron. I am Rasteria, and I live uncontained. <laughs> thank you for listening, and thanks again to Rasteria for joining us and sharing her story. Please make sure you help support her and go to jlcs.com slash winners slash 2016a slash winners dot ph don't worry if you don't have a pen to write that down it is all in the show notes for you to check out she's up for the second round of john lennon songwriting contest voting uh which is coming up here before too long and uh yeah she can use your help definitely to get to that next level the grand prize is nice in the world competition but with your support, she can take the next round as well. Please make sure you rate, review, share, and subscribe to Uncontained. Share it with your friends. And uh, please leave a comment and a rating so other people can find us better. It's not just so I feel better about myself. It's so other people can help find the show. It's algorithms, stuff like that. And, and so I feel better about myself. I won't lie on that. Any bit of promotion helps. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. And uh, make sure you swing by uncontainedpod.com. Now I have the Amazon banner at the top of the page. So you can support the show if you would like to. I try not to be preachy about this. But it doesn't cost you anything in addition to what you would normally spend on your Amazon purchases. It just gives a little kickback to the show. I... And if you message me and let me know what you got, I will, uh, I'll read it on air. Thanks a lot for listening, and until next time, live uncontained.